This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Thursday, 15 December, in the year of our Lord, 2022. Uh, welcome back. You're here for the second hour of the morning edition of War Room. Uh, really want to thank, uh, we have Jennifer Von Lahr from Red State, an incredible piece put out overnight. Uh, it looked like it took a ton of research to get here. Uh, Jennifer, um, thank you so much for joining us. Just walk us through, we've got the story, we put it up in all of our live chats. We put it up everywhere. Uh, just walk us through it. Can you just walk us through what you found in your analysis of the RNC's uh, budget and spending? Yes, absolutely. And it did take a ton of research, uh, more than six days of just devoted to going through these FEC filings, partly because there were so many misclassified expenses that I had to go through every line item on the, on the files. So what I found was that oh, since oh, 20... Oh, oh, hang, hang, whoa, whoa, hang on for one second. What do you mean? Uh -huh. So this this was all public information out on FC, FEC filings, correct? Number one. All the financial all things, yes. Yes, I did speak what you, to a what, number of insiders too, but the, all of the financials are completely public. So what do you mean, tell our audience first, what do you mean by misclassified? So uh, just in the third quarter of 2022, almost $5,000 was spent at Lululemon, which is basically expensive yoga pants and exercise gear. And it was listed as an office expense. Okay. I so, got it. So there's things the like that. Thing. And that you... Okay. So then walk us, you, you took care of the misclassifications. Walk us through your report. So uh, since 2017, the RNC has spent $3.1 million on private jets, $1.3 million on limo and chauffeur services, $17 million for donor mementos, which is just insane, uh, three quarters of a million dollars on floral arrangements, uh, $80,000 in alcohol expenditures, including uh, drizzly deliveries to the office. And that's like where you can like a DoorDash for, for alcohol. Uh, they also had very exclusive staff retreats, almost $400,000 on entertainment things like tickets to the Lion King on Broadway, a private box at a Raiders game, uh, a staff retreat for more than 30 employees and their families at the Salamander Resort and Spa in Virginia, which is about a thousand dollar a night place. So let's go back. Is is this when you have these huge numbers like three point one million for private jets, one point three for limos, the seventeen million for donor tchotchkes, I guess, or donor awards? Is is that part of it all? for donors is that part all to 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 not reimburse donors but to actually get donors make them excited and have them give more money or is this to reward them for the money they've already put in so the the donor mementos is to i believe just to to give them 
recognition for what they've donated and yeah, I'm sure to incentivize them to spend more, but the private jets and the limo and everything, that's just all expenses for RNC employees on top of whatever commercial flights that staffers would take to get to whatever races they're working on. So what, um, Correct me if I'm wrong. The, the I understand they're big donors and they're and they're large donors and they have to be feted and um and although I think most of them say, hey, I can do my own parties on my own. I can spend time with my family or my significant others on my own. I don't need to do it at a at a uh, at the RNC expense because it's just kind of taking money out of what I'm putting in. But still, the right. bulk of the money is by is by little donors. Still, they have a vast fundraising apparatus that that specializes in getting fifty dollar bills from people on a monthly basis or when they put a call out one of these emails that said, Hey, if you don't send uh, 50 bucks, uh, we're going to lose everything. Is there mm-hmm. any money spent? Was there any money spent fetting the little guy? Was this, where this <laughs> is the little guy's money that was spent. Is there anything giving them a pat on the, did they get a donor tchotchke and tchotchke uh, in, your, in your so. review? Uh, it didn't go through and say exactly to which donors certain things were spent, but I, for small donors I've talked to, they maybe, what they usually get is another uh, solicitation for more money. If you're a $25, $50 a month donor, you're just basically going to get, okay, thanks. You did your duty. Now give me more money. And I spoke to some large donors while researching this story too, to get their feelings on how this money was being spent. And you're right. the, The large donors they don't care. They can go to a private box at an NFL game anytime they want. They don't need to go. And that was actually a staff retreat, but, but things like that, they don't need, they would rather have things that the RNC can easily give them almost for free, like maybe FaceTime with senators or, uh, or representatives at some kind of a private event, maybe even at someone's home. They don't need to, to be sent, you know, $200, custom pins by a jeweler. Um, let's go to the, is, is the top ones, is the private jets in the limos, is that all for, is that related to donors or is that more related to staff? In other words, you've got the three, it's one, not you've got related the three main to donors. Private, that's related to, that's related to staff. Is there, is, yeah. is, is the jets used in emergency situations where in other words, you need to get lawyers to certain, locations to file things? I mean, is there any justification for that or any context for that that we can? No context. But when I looked at the DNC's financials for this past election cycle, so during this election cycle, it was about half a million that was spent on private jets for the RNC. It was 35,000 for the DNC. Mm Mm-hmm. What about uh, what about the the limo services? I take it the flowers is a big the the roughly what seven fifty or million dollars for the flowers versus what the DNC spend a thousand. Um, as you talk to people because you you have you've gone through all the FEC reports and classified mm-hmm. it correctly, not misclassified it, and then you've talked to people who would talk to you on background right to keep their anonymity. Correct. Well, what was the general sense of, uh, of you talked to two groups, donors and, uh, and, and staff uh, or former staff? What was, what was the sense of what the, what the staff had to say? Uh, they're just astounded by what they see. I also spoke to several national committee people who will be voting in this upcoming election, about six of them. 
and most of them didn't know these numbers. That was the most surprising thing to me was that, and they said that they're not given anything at their meetings except the very top line, like, hey, we spent this much on office supplies. We spent this much on travel. You know, we spent this much on IT. And when they ask even the budget committee chair for more detail on that, that chair doesn't have that detail either. They all said that the spending decisions are all made at the very top with no input or oversight. Well, is that a problem with their being on top of things? I mean, if the budget committee chairman is saying, hey, you know, isn't it a little surprising that people either on the, the board or this 168, or if they're saying they're surprised in seeing this, is that because they're not on top of things and asking those pointed questions that you always have to ask as part of your fiduciary responsibility? Or is it being purposely hidden from them? From what they said to me, it's purposely being hidden from them. Yeah, then that's a problem, right? That's a problem. Uh, are there any of those people you get a sense going to start coming? We saw that Nebraska said that they're not going to uh, support anybody, right? Uh, they've put the mm-hmm. Texas and I think Arizona is the same. And this is before this. Um, and Tennessee. These, so the six and Tennessee, the, 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 the six national committee men that you talked to, committee men and committee women that you talked to, all six were surprised by these numbers? Yeah. Completely, especially for the donor gifts. That's a lot of money. The donor, what would the donor gifts, the donor gifts is such a big number. It's got to be, it, it has to be something else classified in there. Couldn't, they couldn't have spent $17 million on tchotchkes, could they? I mean, right. these I mean, donors I guess have, the donors have everything they need. You can't, what are you going to give them a nicer pin or a brooch or something like that? It's, it's, I'm sure some of these are in great, you know, embroidered jackets right bomber jackets so right. you feel like a big shot but that only costs so much the 17 million is obviously is a number that jumps off the page do you think it's any chance there's misclassification of that or do you think they actually spent 17 million dollars on um on gigaws as we used to call them <laughs> well they there's definitely misclassification because i found one expense for soul cycle classified as donor memento which soul cycle is a gym it, you know, where you go and do the the bike riding on those <laughs> incredibly difficult classes. So I don't think that they were giving that to a donor. <laughs> uh, but there is a, quite a few expenses to the big companies that do uh, corporate gifts and all those personalized gifts. And a lot to uh, this legendary jeweler, Ann Hand in Washington, D.C., who makes beautiful custom pins. So and then the Christmas, the White House Christmas ornament people, but those ornaments, even at cost, are over a hundred dollars. Did you approach after you had finished your initial cut and talked to people? Did you approach the RNC officially and say, "Hey, look, I've gone through the public reporting, and and this is where I'm coming out with. Do you guys have comments, or am I? Can you contextualize it for me? Am I? Am I? You know, inadvertently misrepresenting?" what mathematical reality is. Did did you approach the RNC? I did approach them and I did not get a reply before publication time. I spent hours and hours trying to find personal contact information for uh, Ronna McDaniel and was not able to even get that from the committee people that I spoke to, but sent an email to the address that I could find online and didn't hear anything. But within about 30 minutes after my story published, 
Emma Vaughn, who both works for the RNC and says that she's spokesperson for Ronna McDaniel, sent me a message that she insisted I post verbatim, basically saying that it's a hit piece because Harmeet Dillon has represented me in the past and that uh, that I should do the math and realize that it only adds up to 0.8% of the total amount the chairwoman raised. Okay, so let's go back over. Let's take that from the top. That that the spokesman came to you and said she wanted you to put up, I guess, something on the article so people could see it. And what would that say? It said a client of Harmeet Dillon decided to publish a hit piece in the middle of the night without making a serious attempt to engage with the RNC or Chairman McDaniel's team. This blog post is blatantly false as the lies is as blatantly false as the lies she has been spreading that RNC members are being bribed for their votes. If critics want to misrepresent and push false narratives about the RNC spending this past cycle, they should do the math before realizing it adds up to only 0.8% of the total amount the chairwoman raised. Okay, let's let's take those in order. Are, are you a client of Harmie Dillon's? Yes, and that's disclosed in the article. It was right. when it was published, too. Did, did, did you make an effort? Was this one of the ones that, hey, I've got a, a piece that's coming out at uh, 9 o'clock at night, and you contact him at 8.45 p.m. and say, hey, do you have any comments on this? Or when did you start reaching out to the RNC? I did contact her late. Yeah, I did contact her later in it. Um, as you know from your time in journalism, sometimes when people who are very powerful find out that something is going to be released, they uh, take efforts to spike it before you can publish. So uh, did I did want to avoid that. So is would you would you agree or disagree with her statement that you didn't make an effort? She says you did not make a real effort to contact RNC people to have them respond to this. Would would you agree that she's closer to being right or closer to being uh, wrong? I uh, I don't really have an opinion on on that. Okay. I, I do believe that if people want to be contacted about things, they should make yeah. their contact information easily available. Okay. Look at Breitbart. We did a number of these, you know, Hey, it's going to come out cause you know that it could be spiked or it could be things. So I, but it is, you can judge that. Hey, maybe, maybe you didn't get the full, the, the full vetting by the RNC. Can you hang on one second? Uh, sure. Jennifer Von uh, Lahr from over at red state. Very powerful article. We're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to return and go back through more of it. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, the deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets. The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. 
Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bandon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bandon. Okay, Jennifer Von Lahr is the managing editor at Red State. Um, Jennifer, you said, I just want to make sure everybody's clear about this. You said that Harmeet Dillon did represent you. Um, what did, how did she represent you? Where did she represent you? So uh, back in 2019, I broke the story uh, about Katie Hill's uh, abuse of her staffers and the affair that she was having with one of her staffers. And Katie sued me over that. She lost. Uh, Harmeet Dillon. She still technically represents me because because uh, Katie still owes me eighty five thousand dollars that we're trying to collect. Okay, something just happened to your audio. If we can, yeah, if Denver can get that click back in. Uh, so she sued you for your piece on her that eventually led to her resignation from Congress, uh, and you and Harmeet represented you on that, and you said that you won that, and she still owes you. Uh, the, the former congressperson still owes you, what, $85,000? Yes, $85,000. Okay. Did Harmeet Dillon, did you, did Harmeet see this piece before you published it? No, she did not. And Red State, Red State and yourself as managing editor, you stand by all the numbers that are in here? Absolutely. They're all public record for the numbers. Uh, obviously, I like I told, said before, I had to reclassify some of them that were clearly misclassified. D- so the response from the spokesperson that you didn't really track anybody down, this is a hit piece, um, you're in league with Harmy Dillon, and it's no big deal because it's only 0.8% of the money was raised. Uh, what is, uh, you've been kind enough to read that to us on, on air. Uh, just give us your response to those. I believe it's a pretty weak defense because it's a lot of money. It doesn't matter that it's only 0.8%, especially to the people who are sending in $25, $50 a month. And it's being spent this way. And we lost the Nevada Senate race by less than 1%. That money could have been spent to, on voter contact to win the race. Um, okay, okay. Is there any additional developments or is this story going to have another chapter to it? Or are you working on other things uh, on this story? You don't need to tell us the details if you're going to drop them as scoops, but is, are, are you working on additional things on the story that we will see? Yes, I am. Would you be open to, if the RNC was open to it, to sit down with their staff and they're sitting there going, you, you didn't really understand what the numbers are. Or are, are you and red state open to sit down with the RNC and have them walk you through the numbers to, to correct any, any in their eyes, uh, you know, uh, not misinformation, but maybe not understanding the context. Absolutely. What, um, in the, in the national committee, men, how many people have reached out to you this morning generally when this story broke, because, you know, I'd probably had, I don't know, a hundred people send the story to me this morning. I guess you put it out late last night. Um, how many national committee people have, have, have reached out to you about this? Uh, I'm in Los Angeles, so it's pretty early still here, uh, but I've had several people reach out. Okay. Anything else our audience should know about this? I take it once again, red state stands by the story. You stand by 
your contacts with former staff and national committee people and you uh, and you stand by all the numbers, correct? Yep, absolutely. Okay. Anything else we need to know on this? Nope, that's all really until the, the next installment comes out. The next installment. Well, Jennifer uh, Von Lair, um, a very uh, powerful story. And uh, we've reached out to the RNC and we're going to try to get their side of it too. But uh, very, very, uh, let's say this. It's a story that everybody's reading, everybody's talking about. So thank you very much uh, for uh, joining us, changing your day out in Los Angeles to join us early in the morning. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, so you've got the opening volley, which is this story. You've got the, at least the pushback somewhat, which she was nice enough to read. Um, and we're going to try to get the RNC in, on here tomorrow. I'm sure there'll be other people want to come on this afternoon, et cetera, because this is a story that's getting a lot of traction right now. Uh, and this whole issue of the RNC. Okay. Um, I want to go back to the fights we've got, uh, particularly around the omnibus, but there's other big things that are happening. Uh, do I have both uh, Natalie and Naomi? Okay. So you had a DeSantis yesterday, I think it was yesterday or the day before, uh, throw down hard on big pharma. And of course, Governor DeSantis is every day is taking on the Marriage Equality Act. He's going across the board on a lot of these issues that are at the forefront of people's uh, thinking. Uh, but this one was particularly big, but uh, other things broke yesterday. The Republicans put are putting forward a report. There's new polling on Fauci. I want to bring Natalie Winters in, who's been really the tip of the spear in the investigative side. Walk us through this, this report uh, and particularly how much is fresh, how much is new, how much is repurposed. But the timing of this is quite interesting coming as it does on DeSantis's throw down and particularly him calling out Fauci. And of course, um, Elon Musk saying you got to prosecute Fauci and then connecting Fauci directly to the gain of function experiments, which you said killed 6 million people. So walk us through this report from, remember the Republicans are in the minority right now, but you can kind of see directionally where they're going to go when they're in the majority. Remember the appropriations bill, the reason we're fighting on the omnibus is the anvil the investigations are the hammer, and this is one of the hammers, Natalie Winters. Well, I remember when I was on a few days ago, there was that wonderful clip of Anthony Fauci doing his farewell tour where he basically calls Twitter um, a cesspool of misinformation. And I think that that line is very interesting coming from Anthony Fauci because it seems that Elon Musk is teasing that there's going to be some inner either communications or cables leaked about the messaging going on at Twitter, particularly with Fauci's involvement um, coming from the government in terms of censoring stories about the origins of COVID. So I think it's interesting. That's a little tell, a little slip of the tongue from Anthony Fauci and that he's trying to get ahead of himself, trying to sort of lay the groundwork for maybe why he was so involved with these social media platforms in terms of censorship of certain viewpoints on the origins of COVID. And this all sort of dovetails together, I think, very, very nicely. I would almost add curiously, um, with a report that was just dropped from the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence from the from the Republicans. And some of the information in there about the origins of COVID um, is stuff that the war room audience has known, I think, since you started the show, although they do use the word bioweapon and link it specifically to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. But what I think is a revelation in this report and sort of a buried lead, um, of course, coming on the heels of 
you know, congressional Republicans also saying that they want to investigate the 51 members of the Intel, uh, the intelligence community who said that Hunter Biden's hard drive was Russian disinformation, is that this report actually singles out American intelligence officials, not China's Ministry of State Security, um, but people here at home um, who actually played a pivotal role in suppressing the lab leak theory. And I'll read a direct quote because I, I think it's worth it's worth reading. The intelligence community withheld key information from the public, information that could have been shared without damaging national security. These omissions likely skewed the public's understanding of key issues and deepened mistrust. And if you continue reading the report, you can see um, that these members of the, the IC consulted with external advisors, and they don't name who these people are, but as someone who's kind of tracked the uh, the main purveyors of disinformation in terms of the origins of COVID-19, I'm sure people like Peter Doshak, people who are part of that World Health Organization, COVID Origins investigative team, um, people who really set out from day one to quash the lab leak theory, I'm sure that they were involved. Um, but what's really interesting, and I think, again, another buried lead here, some signal, not noise, is that they actually single out a lot of, of these members of the intelligence community for failing to comply with requests from Congress. Um, they haven't escalated to the level of, you know, subpoena yet or hearings, um, but in terms of providing any transparency as to why they decided to not disclose fully the origins of COVID-19 and why they kind of went very soft on the Chinese Communist Party. So I think, again, there they might be laying the groundwork for yet another avenue of investigation, not just into the intelligence community, but really there, I would call it collusion, or at least acting um, in complete allegiance with the Chinese Communist Party. This is kind of stunning. I want to make sure we go back over this. And the time frame for this is uh, the time frame for this goes all the way from the time this became an issue back in the spring of 2020. Correct. So I just want to make sure this was a big part of this is during President Trump's presidency. Am I correct on that? Yes. And the other report that they single out was from October 2021 from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. So I think it's sort of, again, it, it really, I think, dovetails with a lot of this stuff that we're talking about, whether it be at Twitter, whether it be people like Mike Pence uh, coordinating with people like McConnell to sort of act as the shadow government um, amidst the Trump administration. And then once, of course, their efforts to collude to get Trump out of office in 2020 worked, uh, you know, they sort of had a field day. And that's why you see such just a blatant disregard for truth in that 2021 report from Joe Biden's director of national intelligence. Um, but I think that the bigger issue here, not only does it speak to how I think the Chinese Communist Party has worked in tandem with a lot of the, the highest level, I would say, officials in the American ruling class to sort of cover up the origins of COVID-19. But just ideologically, I mean, if you look from top to bottom, the people who, who compose Joe Biden's intel community, whether it's, you know, the director of the CIA as someone who was taking cash from Chinese Communist Party influence groups during his tenure at the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace and putting Chinese Communist Party members on his board or people like Jake Sullivan, who are up uh, serving at the Belfer Center, which is also flush with Chinese Communist Party cash. You know, all of these people, if you read their writings, they've never wanted to actually confront China. They're not, they've said in their own words, they're not in the, the policy, they're not for the policy of containment, right? They want to encourage China's rise, right? That's a direct quote from Joe Biden. 
And there would be no more confrontational, uh, I think, approach to take to the Chinese Communist Party than calling them out for creating COVID-19, calling them out for being responsible for the origins of COVID. And, and making sure we can tie, connect it right to a bioweapons program. They're not supposed to have an offensive bioweapons program. Okay, uh, stick right there. Natalie Winters, our executive editor and co-host. And we've got Dr. Naomi Wolf. Uh, the tie it all together with Ron DeSantis down in Florida. Short commercial break. Back in a moment. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you, counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public, the word, the letters, sq.com. And download the app today, totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. Okay, welcome back. Um, turning point, tpusa.com. Go there right now. Huge get-together, 17th to the 20th of uh, December this month out in Metro Phoenix, go to tpusa.com slash warm. Get all the information on tickets, all of it. Go check it out. Tucker's going to be there. Candace's going to be there. Huge. Uh, Senator Hawley, MTG, a big gathering, end of the year, and to start the new year. Um, just one more. Uh, do I have, is uh, is Naomi Wolf up? Naomi, can I, I want to connect this with what um, uh, Ron DeSantis did the other day. And also the work that you guys are doing nonstop because you're now getting into Sue people. Walk us through the developments of this report. Now you've got the House, and this will get more intense as we actually take the gavel on this. And of course, they're tying in American intelligence to it, Chinese Communist Party, you know, CCP, uh, potential bioweapons program out of Wuhan, which we've said from day one. Um, put it in perspective, and particularly given that. DeSantis, you got polling out now on Fauci. His numbers are collapsing, and they're only going to collapse more. That's why he's on this farewell tour. He won't stop. He's every day. He's going to go to. He doesn't care if it's a three three o'clock in the morning show with five people watching. He's he's addicted to it, and he's going to go keep making his case. Naomi Wolf. Well, what Natalie just laid out, you know, very eloquently, is it has a a flip side in the in the lives, the daily lives and the suffering of ordinary American families. And so what's being pieced together now is the uh, origin of the virus as a bioweapon and the fact that China and Chinese money has bought up, as we've been saying for months and months and months, um, 
key influencers, elected officials, political figures, uh, to create a kind of meta stratum of treason. But the other side of where all of that um, corruption went is the vaccine, which is, you know, manufactured by the exact same people who were manufacturing the viruses of a bioweapon, essentially, the Chinese Communist Party. And the and and the the rollout was defended and promoted and lied about, you know, by by the same kind of uh, influencers buoyed by this money flow from China and from pharma. So um, Governor DeSantis uh, did make a, an important uh, step, um, kind of shining a light on and calling for a grand jury investigation of the rollout and the lies told by the pharmaceutical industry and their their influencers. Um, and that's going to be really salutary, as I said, you know, last time I was on about this, uh, in the same way that uh, Natalie Winters pointed out, the the disclosure. You know, we're going to see the we're going to get the receipts. We're going to see the emails. We're going to see you know who was um, lying to the American people about pharmaceutical products and and who paid for the lies. And I just want to say, you know, this ties in very much with what Amy Kelly and our thirty five hundred experts have most recently revealed. Um, and this is a, a really dark day in terms of, you know, how these lies landed in the lives and damaged the bodies of, of Americans. Like these traitors are, are also mass murderers. There's just no other way to put it. Um, Amy Kelly's uh, team of uh, War Room Daily Clout researchers have published a new piece. Um, it's up on Daily Clout showing that in one country alone, um, there were so many thrombotic events, meaning blood clotting problems after the mRNA injection, that there were over 150 um, crises uh, of thrombotic events and 18 people died. I'm going to say that again. In one small country, Britain, which is smaller than some of our states in terms of population, three, within three months after the Pfizer vaccine was injected in people, um, there were 18 deaths. And over 150 thrombotic events, and these are these are this is within the Pfizer documents, right? This is not a conspiracy theory. It's not speculation. It's from these internal documents that uh, Pfizer thought and the FDA thought would never see the light of day. These are this is Pfizer's own tally: 18 dead people. So all of those deaths are squarely at the feet of Dr. Fauci. You know the the people who are being revealed to have colluded with China, protected China, kept Americans from finding out. Early on, you know how involved China was in in manufacturing the virus as a bioweapon. That may have made them more skeptical um, about you know a big push, a big PR push that poured money into universities like Yale, into uh, media companies like The Guardian, into every single aspect of our lives, driving people to um, get injected for what they believed was a you know wet market release or something that just spilled over or something organic. Um, these people are 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 literally murderers as well as traitors. And I want to say one other thing, if I may. I'm pretty angry today because um, last night, a loved one told, who had been in perfect health before she got three mRNA injections um, told me she had had to go to the ER with heart 
tightness, whatever, chest tightness, and they found hypertension. And of course, you know, her doctors are like, we have no idea. Why would there be hypertension? It just sort of happened. Of course, I asked Amy Kelly to do what she's doing pro bono for grieving and suffering families across this country, which is a search of the Pfizer documents through this tool abstractor that one of our volunteers created and that we're funding the hosting of, which searches uh, by subject, all of these 55,000 documents. And she found that there are 272 hypertension uh, crises mentioned in the Pfizer documents, and that when she searched VAERS, which is fully available for all of the doctors in America to search for hypertension as an adverse event of Pfizer and Moderna COVID vaccines, this is the message she got. Quote, this request produces 108,000 234 rows, but 10,000 is the maximum allowed. So she concludes there's so many hypertension adverse events reported in the VARS database, the CDC's own database for the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine that it cannot produce the results unless I do multiple reports separately. In other words, there are so many Americans suffering from hypertension who never had it before, right? Or, you know, it was a crisis after the Pfizer and Moderna injections. So many reported and only a tiny fraction of the total are reported, right? It's been estimated by Harvard, 10% of the total number of events are reported in the VARS database. So you're looking at what could be a million cases of hypertension after being injected with the Pfizer document so, in the general here's, population. Here, but, but Over 100,000 in VARS. But here's what's, confu- here's what's confusing to people. Yes. Is uh, Denmark or the UK or the Germany, are they bringing forward this information when they're saying we don't want people under 40 or 50 years old now should not get, uh, I think, the bivalent booster, the third one. And is the FDA, are they disclosing in their conversations because they're appro- they're continuing to approve this now for babies as, as low as six months. This evidence you're bringing forward, is this the type of thing DeSantis is going to bring forward or is this being discussed at the FDA now? Because I think the, the bid and the ask on this is people sit there and go, hey, if this information is there and it's in their documents. How can possibly uh, responsible people using their fiduciary responsibility at the FDA and the CDC not also be putting forward this information when what you get is the exact opposite? They're continuing to say that it's safe and effective, safe and effective. In fact, Fauci on his farewell tour is not doubling down. He's quintupling down to say it's safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. In fact, it saved millions of lives. A quote from the thing last night. Save millions of lives. It is uh, what's gotten us through this uh, uh, pandemic. And it, with uh, now people loosening the requirements of masks, when it sweeps back in, it's what's going to save you in the future, ma'am. I mean, you're, this is exactly the right question, right? And the answer is absolutely absurd, Steve. Literally, no. You know, Denmark is not disclosing this information. Um, the Guardian is not disclosing this information. Literally, this is not, you know, Amy didn't get this 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 information from uh, from from the the, the British uh, Journal of Medicine or the Lancet or any other peer reviewed journal that's supposed to be studying this sort of thing. She literally, you know about it, and everyone watching now knows about these over a hundred thousand cases of hypertension in the VARS database post mRNA injection because one person on our staff supported by you and the posse did a search created by another volunteer living in Britain, um, you know, literally in the hands of good people who are trying to save humanity from being injured or killed. I mean, it's, it's down to that. Like, like, 
No, the CDC should have done their own search of hypertension because it's certainly a signal. In the VARS database, it is certainly a signal. And it is their job to alert us when there's a signal. Okay, this is what's confused. The hundreds of people, thousands of people on their staff, thousands, thousands that are all from the best schools in the country and trained at the best locations and are totally credentialized. Somebody in the thousands had to say, hey, maybe you ought to go to Google and check the, or check the database of the Pfizer stuff we already have, do our search and see, boom, and hypertension will pop up. Are, are you saying uh, Steve, that you don't think anybody that. did that or it's been uh, – okay, go ahead. It's worse than that. The, the VARS database is, is owned and in the custody of the CDC. Rochelle yeah. Walensky owns this database. It's her job – to monitor it, and they missed a signal of such a serious side effect, which requires, you know, medicalization, right? It requires medication, more profit to pharma to treat hypertension, right? It, it is such a massive signal that the database itself can't even handle it without printing out multiple reports. It breaks the pipeline. It's such a serious signal. And over in terms of the thrombotic events, um, you know, 18 deaths, 18 deaths from a clotting disorder that, you know, barely existed before this thing was rolled out. And no one notices that, not in Britain, not the FDA, again, whose custody that database is, the Pfizer documents. These are massive, massive signals. And yes, it's the it's the FDA's job to notice that 18 people died within three months after being injected with a Pfizer vaccine in Britain uh, of the clotting um crisis that, you know, there were over 150 reports of, and it's Rochelle Walensky's job to notice that over 100,000 Americans had um, hypertension that they hadn't had before, or it got worse, or they had a crisis after being injected with a, an mRNA vaccine. It's it's her <laughs> job, and these people have fallen down on the job. In, in directionally, directionally, if you look at DeSantis' announcement about he's going to get a grand jury uh, in I think Tampa to go to the Supreme Court of Florida and conduct his own a grand jury and his own commission. You've seen the Republicans, even in the minority, put forward this report today that uh, trying to get to the bottom of this. Do you think and you're seeing Denmark, Germany and other countries saying, hey, under 40 years old, maybe we don't take it or unless you have a, a comorbidity or some chronic disease. Do you think directionally as, as you see things today that it's moving in your direction that more exposure, more information, more data, more evidence, so people th then can make up their own mind without being uh, inundated with the TV ads that you've got nonstop to continue to take these, ma'am. Great question. I mean, the TV ads are not uh, are not ending. There are many states, and I think that our lawyers' letters to attorneys general have had an impact on this um, because one of the things our lawyers have, have pointed out to attorneys general is that these TV ads are lying. And that's, as Governor DeSantis points out, um, illegal. You can't do that. That's fraud. Um, Ed Dowd also, you know, has talked a lot about fraud and, and totally, you know, lying about the safety and effectiveness of a drug and thus getting people to take it through coercion, basically, in a way that they wouldn't have if they had accurate information is literally against the law. But in other states, I keep hearing reports that the, the drumbeat is relentless. Um, the states are taking the money. The uh, radio stations are taking the money. Um, and and it continues. Now, in terms of your other question, sure, yes. And again, thanks to you, thanks to Natalie Winters, thanks to the last remaining six 
you know, people doing journalism in this country, there's more information out there, but it is no, in no universe commensurate with what's needed. And, and even Denmark and Sweden are not being honest about why they're pulling back. Naomi, hold on. Natalie, hold on. We're going to hold you to the break. Be back in warm in just a moment. Spread the word all through Hong Kong. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, welcome back. Uh, make sure mypillow.com promo code War Room. Get your Christmas presents while you still have the time. Go check it out today. Up to 80% off massive inventory sale. Uh, plus, a, you get your money back by the end of the first quarter, 31 March 2023, if it's not perfect for you. So go check it out today on our square. You got all kind of sales, buy one, get one, freeze, all of it. Go check it out. Um, Naomi Wolf, what is your coordinates, ma'am? Because people need to be all over daily clout on all the work you're doing in your social media. Thank you. Um, it's dailyclout.io. Uh, we really need to ramp up our fundraising because our lawyers have said in terms of suing Pfizer, we need a war chest because Pfizer is going to now go after them with everything they've got, 15 lawyers, you know, millions of dollars. So we need we need to to ramp that up. So thank you everyone who has helped and please consider helping even more as we go into this critical phase of battle with Pfizer. Um, you can see me on Dr. Naomi R. Wolf on Getter uh, and you can please buy The Bodies of Others. Um, it's in a box set now with RFK Jr.'s wonderful book, The Real Anthony Fauci, more timely than ever. Um, and that's, you can only get that. My publisher has let me know at allseasonspress.com. And everyone, I just want to say, please read uh, the latest um, report by the War Room Daily Cloud Research Team, because the critical thing that ties all of this together is that to the you know even now doctors who are treating people injured by these bioweapons 
um, don't admit that they're caused by the bioweapons. So even to this day, um, people are not getting the treatment that they need. They're not getting the best treatment or they're not being warned not to get any more boosters. Um, so please share that. It's up to all of you to inform your loved ones uh, and protect them. And, and thank you, Natalie and, and Steve, for you know really being some of the last remaining independent journalists. It's so important now more than ever. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, Naomi. Wolf. look forward to having you thank back you. on. Fight the good thank fight. Thank you. Um, Natalie Winters, what is your, how do people get to you? Cause you're doing uh, exclusive reports every couple of days. I'm Natalie G Winters on all platforms and you can go to warroom.org to read my stories. Okay. We're going to have you back on about this uh, report, quite a uh, disturbing report put out by the house Republicans. Remember this is when they're in the minority. Once they take over, that's where we got to crush this omnibus bill. You need to have both the anvil of appropriations and the hammer of investigations. Natalie, thank you very much. Look forward to having you back on, ma'am. Thank you. Uh, Joe, I want to, um, I, I want to tease, uh, you're coming on later tonight. T- talk to me about this, another explosive artificial intelligence story. That's kind of up in your grill, sir. Yeah, Steve, there's a story that's up right now at uh, daily mail. It's uh, if the Denver can throw up the screen grab, maybe the audience can get to it easily. But um, this uh, basically is uh, discussing the implications of what happens when these chatbots, particularly chat GPT and other large language models, start to replace riders. And uh, you know, Elon Musk, who funded OpenAI at its inception, uh, has actually expressed some concern that it will replace humans. I don't know that he's really worried about that, given his trajectory, but that's what he's saying. And, uh, I, you know, I've, I've been covering it via social media for the last couple of weeks pretty heavily. I mean, the stories just keep on coming and coming. And when you look at this new program, ChatGPT, it undoubtedly represents a huge advance in large language models. Basically, these are AI programs that scour previous literature and other bits of writing and the Internet and allow the user to simply ask it a question and it will, some of them produce conversational responses. Um, Chat GPT is geared to uh, produce short essays. And these essays or scripts or short stories or whatever you ask for uh, are convincingly good, right? It's not, the, the program stumbles. It wouldn't fool you every time to make you think it was a human. But the implication is, that more and more you're going to have media companies, you're going to have various corporations uh, that will put copywriters out of a job. Copywriters will be there, much like translators are now, to simply edit the products of artificial intelligence. But, 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 uh, I've but, said but, for a long here's, time, people, I think people, the biggest people, impact yeah. of this, the, the biggest impact of this will be sociological and psychological. People will be demoralized, and I don't really think the creators care. Um, there's two things. Number one, people think that, oh, the AI and the regenerative robotics, all that's just going to take the place of workers on a GM or a Ford factory line, right? The kind of the the advanced robotics. This is showing you it's going to take the place of the, of people that work in administration, um, you know, lawyers, the already, the creators, the artists are already, uh, you know, people that draw for a living or do commercial, um, uh, prints are sitting there going, you know, what are you doing here? Cause they're doing the art. They're now they're doing the writing. The other thing we'll get you back on at six. Um, 
it's incre- what's coming out of these labs is increasing at an increasing rate. Like you said, you were a little surprised. The professionals that cover this were surprised, I think, by the advances. This is what's happening every day is that coming from a research lab or coming from some company with your venture capital money, your pension fund money, the advances are much greater than what people thought. It's a little bit like the Neuralink presentation the other day. They're much farther advanced than what people talked about in every different aspect of this. That's only, this is going to accelerate at an accelerating rate. That's when you have a problem and nobody's got their arms around it. Joe, uh, how did people get to you between now? We'll have you back on at six o'clock tonight. Uh, you guys can find a new article I have up right now, White Hot, uh, Demon Spawn, Artificial Wounds in Ancient India. Uh, it's up at jobot.xyz. It will be up on my social media in two seconds. And uh, you, you can also find it at warroom.org under the Transhumanism tab. Okay. Uh, thank you. Uh, when everybody back here at five, I think at five o'clock we're going to start. I think we've got somebody associated either with the RNC or associated with the RNC that's going to walk through these numbers and contextualize them so the audience has a, a full uh, vetting of all this. So back here at five, five to seven night, we'll be on fire. Ominousville, massive fights on Capitol Hill. They're trying to push through statehood, I think, for Puerto Rico. Uh, we'll be getting to all of it five to seven back here in the war room. We'll see you then. Bring it on and I'll fight to the end. Just watch and see. It's all started. Everything's begun. And you are over. Cause we're taking down the CCP. years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now, don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone. 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only $99.95 plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to SAT, that's SAT123.com, SAT123.com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's SAT123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. 
go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash war room to install the unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. 